Church denominations across Canada are facing an uncertain future. Declining membership, volunteerism, general participation, and donations to support ministry all point to needed change. But what should that change look like, and what is the vision behind it? Hi, my name is Dan Dick, and welcome to Church Matters. Joining me in the studio today is Jonas Cornelson. Jonas is a spokesperson for the Emerging Voices Initiative, a group of young adults from across Mennonite Church Canada who want to speak into the process of change at all levels of their church, be it congregation or the region or the national church family. Jonas has just graduated from Canadian Mennonite University with a Bachelor of Arts degree and a double major in Communications and Political Studies. He was chosen valedictorian from his 2016 graduating class. Welcome to Church Matters, Jonas. Thanks, Dan. It's good to be here. There is, I think, a general stereotype out there about young adults as either not caring about faith and church or as spiritual but not religious. It seems they don't really care about or are committed to organized church life. What do you say to that? Well, I would say that there may be some truth to it in broad strokes, but in the communities that I've been a part of, especially through CMU and camp and the church in the past few years, I think that young people are really starting to discover the value of religion, not as a set of beliefs or of dogmas, but really as a set of practices that bring us closer to God and closer to each other and sort of a way of life and a way of seeing the world. So more about the values than the doctrine. In a sense, yes. And this Emerging Voices Initiative, what is that a response to? I would say it's a response to a call for discernment that was put forward by the Future Directions Task Force itself. We see their final report not so much as simply a document to be passed or rejected, but as a call for more of the church to add their voices and their, their vision for where we need to move into the future. Okay, you mentioned uh, Future Directions Task Force. For those of our listeners who might not know what that is, can you briefly explain that? The Future Directions Task Force, as I see it, is a group of people that was tasked a few years ago by Mennonite Church Canada and its regional area churches to come up with a new vision for what the church should look like uh, based on the financial realities, the loss of donations, but also the different needs that we're seeing in society in the 21st century. And they recently put out their final report this past December. And since then, the Emerging Voices Initiative has been been reading and engaging with that report and trying to get others also involved in the conversation around what the church should look like as we move forward, especially at the national level. What is one major challenge and one major opportunity Emerging Voices sees in the recommendations of this Future Directions Task Force? I would say a major challenge is potential regionalism. There's an extent to which we see the report as focusing so heavily on regionalizing the structure of the national church that we lose, in a sense, a national identity or bondedness, a cohesive sort of identity, if you will. I think... While, while logistically there may be benefits to more regional structures, we believe that in terms of seeing ourselves as part of a larger body of Christ, it fractures our witness to reduce that to an, a smaller and smaller locus of, of attention. In terms of opportunity, I would say that there is, there is 
an impulse named that we need to do more with less, in a sense, to reference my favorite Mennonite cookbook. And that is to say that financial realities and structural realities of the church have are changing and have been for a long time. This isn't just donations. This is attendance. And this is kind of the way that the church is central in people's lives versus whether the church is sort of one organization among many that that people are a part of. So learning how to how to make the church uh, a vital and healthy but possibly leaner organization is something that I think Future Directions points us to and something that we can uh, take up as a challenge. With this, this shift you named from national to regional and even congregational, what are the, the strong points and the weak points in terms of the identity you name, and what does that identity mean to you? I would say the strongest point of a more regional or even congregational focus is to place the church's energy where it's located and where it can make the most visible impact in the sense of participating in initiatives that are right outside the church's doors instead of maybe halfway across the world to a certain extent. I would say what we lose is the sense of being fundamentally a part of both a national but also a worldwide body of believers that that lives according to the, the example and the lordship of Christ and the way we imagine ourselves to be part of something that isn't just defined by where we are, but is defined by the worldwide claim that, that God makes to sovereignty and that, that Jesus is Lord and that we are called to follow and we are called to be somehow connected to all believers regardless of where we are. You've named, I think, in those last sentences, some key pieces of identity, the values, the, the nature, the character of a Mennonite identity. Can you describe for me some of the most creative responses you've heard from the Emerging Voices group and elsewhere if you've heard them in terms of responding to the challenges and opportunities facing the future of Mennonite Church Canada and its identity? I would say one of the most interesting threads that's come up specifically in our group meetings is the extent to which we would like to see the church become a more central institution in our lives and that that begins with with commitment of of individuals to thing to things like baptism and membership and mutual accountability and kind of lifelong discipleship and we recognize that that comes from the individual believer but we also we need a church that is that's robust enough to to take such a commitment and to give us something to do with it so in the sense of a national identity we want when we commit to the church, we want to believe that we are committing to something strong, healthy, and vibrant that can really make us feel like we have a, a place in the world. Because if if the Christian church is our primary mode of identifying ourselves rather than a country or any any other association, a political party, whatever it is, then that church needs to be something I think we can be proud of to a certain extent to identify with. You named three things, baptism, membership, and accountability. Those three things sound like fairly traditional church values that I grew up in my generation, and you're a younger adult. I'm a bit surprised that those would be named as, as three things that, are, uh, that your generation really values. I think we as Emerging Voices have, have named them somewhat deliberately in the sense that we, we do see their prominence decreasing but we want we want to reclaim in a sense what are have been central practices of the church for a couple of thousand years 
and and understand what they can mean for us going forward today. So in a sense, it is it's a deliberate reclamation of something that maybe we see ourselves as as losing or having lost some of the value of, but trying to understand how those things can be combined with very open faith exploration, very uh, deep and honest questioning within the church, you know, that we shouldn't have to go outside the church to to find people that are willing to work with us on the on the very hardest questions of life. When, once we commit to that body and do so in the ways that the church has valued for many, many years, we should be welcomed into that space where where we can start working at those answers all together. Paint me a picture of how you would like to see your church, Mennonite Church Canada, the family of faith, at all levels, congregationally, regionally, and nationally, in, I don't know, 10 to 15 years from now? Well, I haven't thought it through so extensively that I could really lay out a detailed proposal, but I would say the importance is to focus on how each level fulfills a different part of what it means to be church and that all perform a vital function that are unique and that are unique to the capacities of that level. So like the congregation perhaps being the locus of both worship and fellowship and mutual accountability on on the most frequent basis, kind of the most tangible expression of, of the immediate church, but also as as a sign of being connected to something something broader. And perhaps then at the regional level, you can see that expressed in initiatives like provincially owned camps, which have been significant to me and a good number of my peers in shaping our faith and also making connections across congregations. And then at the national level, thinking about things more like worship gatherings, common resources that foster similar identities in congregations throughout the country, for me, I've worked in a number of different churches across the country and found that working with pastors that have gone to the same national educational institutions has really helped me to feel at home with, with them and knowing that they have a certain background and there are some commonalities between many of our church leaders across the country. And I think a lot of that comes from having some initiatives like education be kind of collectively owned at the national level. Those Dividing the responsibilities and the, the meanings of what it means to be church, kind of sharing those between the different levels instead of seeing them as competing with each other, I think is my ideal for, you know, because all of them in some way are part of what it means to be church. What about international ministry or mission or foreign engagement in, in, in evangelical or gospel opportunities? Uh, what is Emerging Voices' response to what a national or a regional or a congregational church should be doing in those regards? What I've noticed most in our Emerging Voices meetings is that we see the importance of relationship as the fundamental ground for mission work rather than possibly even a mission, you know, in a sense, it's not necessarily just an objective or, or tangible result-oriented <clears throat> task, but it is, it is a matter of, like, deeply valuing and, and engaging with the other and doing that over a period of, of years, probably, if, if that relationship is going to be genuine. And in a sense, we, we understand that that those kind of relationships probably need to be owned by a larger body than individual congregations, in a sense. Just a coordination of efforts, perhaps, is the best way that I could put that. 
and that the higher level that coordination happens on, there's potential for both more unity of witness and for more effective uh, disbursement of resources. What encouragement would you offer other denominations or faith communities facing an uncertain future at all three of those levels, congregationally, regionally, nationally? I think the first thing I would say is trust God. That's something we've come back to numerous times in Emerging Voices, is that we're in a period of of massive change. No one's denying that. We're not saying we need to hold on to exactly what we have now. But we are, we constantly try to remember that that God is at the center of everything we do, and that ultimately God will work through the church no matter what its institutional structure looks like. But at the same time, I think the an uncertain future is a really good time to start taking our faith more seriously and almost with almost a sense of repentance for what we may have taken for granted for too long and for hoping it's not too little too late, but to really dig into discernment and and to vision and to just as broad discussion as we can possibly foster between people of different generations, uh, different backgrounds, different sets of beliefs, theologies, whatever it is. Everyone that kind of comes under that umbrella needs to talk to each other and find the best communal sense we can of what this body really means to us and how we can make that body thrive for years to come. Before your group wrote anything down to be shared publicly, I know your process involved some deep spiritual disciplines. Can you tell our audience a little bit about what you folks did to lead up to sharing your your thoughts on this? We almost got there. We got to the spiritual disciplines backwards in a sense. We really did begin with somewhat of a business-like environment, meeting at lunchtimes in, in classrooms or seminar rooms, and trying, trying to just wrap our heads around what was going on at the Mennonite Church Canada level, especially with future directions. And then during one of those meetings, a member brought up that it had felt much more businesslike than really being part of church. And so we decided to change the approach at that point. The next meeting we had was actually held at my home and we shared food, we talked together, we prayed. And then our business that evening was essentially to to share with each other our hopes and fears for the the future of the church, to write those things down, to display them visually and kind of get a sense of where our group was was feeling or how our group was feeling about the current state of the church and where the church might be going. And then trying to name where we found the Bible speaking to, to those hopes and fears, where we found kind of our understanding of the society around us, how that shapes our hopes and fears. And so then... Yeah, taking that process of prayer and discernment and then putting it into sort of a readable document that would then shape how we respond to the conversations about church structure. You've had some fairly high-level responses and reactions to to your work online and I think face-to-face. Are you surprised by the level of engagement in the wider church family or not? To be honest, I think as soon as as soon as a group of people likes, uh, like us pardon me, takes up a task like this without being told to, there are people in the church that will always recognize the value of that and want to get involved themselves. I have perhaps been somewhat surprised at the particular, the particular people that have come forward to offer some, some further feedback and 
and their own reflections and thoughts were not necessarily the people that I thought we would immediately attract. Many of them are, are older and have much more kind of influence in the church than we ourselves even are. And at first, perhaps we thought that, you know, our initiative would become sort of a catalyst for other younger people or for folks that maybe hadn't had as much of a say to kind of have their turn. But then I think in a sense, our work was was so invigorating for some of those leaders that hadn't been as involved yet that they that they really took this and wanted to also kind of have their say through us. And, and I'm really pleased about that. I'm hopeful that, especially with a new discussion questions document we've just published, that there may be some wider input from, from more diverse groups than we've heard from to this point. But I, I am very pleased with the response so far, and, and everyone from whom it's come has been very genuine and very open, and really, uh, you can tell that everyone no matter where they come at the issue from, is, is working for the, the best and the future of the church very sincerely. Your website has 11 sort of value statements uh, about your, that express your thoughts, your, your concerns, and your celebrations about the church. What's that web address again? The web address is emergingvoiceonline.wordpress.com. And those particular 11 statements are what emerged out of the conversation we had about our hopes and fears for the church. And they can be found in the section called our documents on that website. Thank you, Jonas, for this commitment to your church. Thank you for the work of Emerging Voices. It's a deep encouragement to many across the generations. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. It was great to be here. If you would like to access resources on the theme of young adults and the future of the church, visit www.commonword.ca and type Future Church into the handy search bar. You can join me again in just four weeks for another episode of Church Matters. We're here for you at 8.45 a.m. on the third Sunday of every month. We love to hear from our listeners, whether it's by email, phone, or snail mail. Tell us what's on your mind via churchmatters at mennonitechurch.ca or mail us at 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P0M4. We're happy to receive your phone calls and always appreciate your financial support for this program at 1-866-888-6785 or via the donate link at mennonitechurch.ca. I'm your host, Dan Dick. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.